Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Did the light turn green and you're still sitting there? It might be time to take your car to Mr. Transmission and let the experts with over 45 years of experience check your transmission. Mr. Transmission of Sandy Springs is conveniently located between Steak and Shake and Sandy Springs Car Wash at 6569 Roswell Road. Look for the yellow and black Mr. Transmission sign or call 404-843-3379. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And welcome to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show. And Mr. Weber does what? Takes the plug out of the jug. All right, and I put the plug in the jug after the show, and uh, among other things, and, uh, and the, I'm going to put a plug in my uh, oak trees here pretty soon. I'm I'm tired of the leaves. Are you? Yeah. Well, if you had maple trees, you could put a plug in and make your own maple syrup. I well, you know, I tell you what's funny though. I did I did do something that last year that I I, I had my uh, what is he I don't my my handy dandy man. Uh, from where is he from? Uruguay or someplace, some uh-huh. some foreign place. Anyway, uh, I had him uh, install uh, gutter guards, and uh, I thought, oh damn, they're not working because the leaves had fallen and climbed up the the uh, up on the roof and stuff. And then, oh, then yesterday or day before yesterday, we had a pretty good wind. Yes, all gone. Hey, you know, they blew right <laughs> off into the yard. So then I get to blow them today. Uh, blow them and mow them. Yeah, that's yeah, what I've done. Done that twice already. Uh, I blow them into this. This will be my fourth trip this year with the blowing and mowing. Yeah. Well, with all I the blow rain. I blow them onto my driveway and then take my little tractor and shred them up. And, and the tractor's fine now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good. Well, you know, that, that makes a good uh, segue into, I know I've mentioned it, but I think with Steve here we ought to talk again about winterizing cars and also the cars you put away for the winter when you decide that there's too much snow and salt on the road and you want to make sure that nothing happens to them. So why don't we talk about storing cars, classic cars over the winter? Well, yeah, that that hap- not so much down here because most of the guys use their cars year round. But uh, there's a lot to consider when you when you do that stuff. With today's again, the, the big problem that we're facing in this hobby is that crappy ethanol gas. Yes. Uh, you want to drain the tank. You want what? You, if at all possible. See, uh, George just had this problem with his motorhome. It doesn't get used, doesn't get used. Then, then he decided he was going to go with a bunch of the guys up to uh, Dawsonville for the uh, Moonshine Festival with all the old bootlegger cars and all. Right. But anyway, that as it may, uh, he could barely get the cars, the the engine started, 
and the generator would not run. So we had to have the uh, guy come and take that generator apart, Clean the carburetor the f- yep. and all that stuff. So the best advice I could give you with that stuff is, you know, store it empty. The, the stay-bill stuff and all of that that you're going to buy is not going to last, especially through a northeastern winter, uh, Colorado winter. Right. It's just not going to happen. You're better off to drain the tank. Run it down to nothing. And then get it out of there because everything that you leave in there is just going to be a problem in the spring. Well, it, it's like... You say that. You know, you say that like there's nothing to drain. I think that a lot of times that tank ain't that easy to drain. Well, there's most, you know? of, most of them have... Yeah, but at least drive it down to, to nothing. Let the... Dry, go on a trip, drive it, get it down till till it's almost empty and let it run even. That's the best thing. You want to empty the carburetor too. You want to... I tell a lot of guys to do this stuff in the back. Put a shutoff valve and just drain. Sure. Just air, tape, find a rubber hose and clamp it with some vice grips. And I'd say get within all oh, two or three hundred miles of your home when you run out of gas. Well, he tried that with Brenda when he was dating <laughs> yeah. her, and he said, but, "Oh, Brenda, there's a motel." But, but it yeah, this work. is a real problem. It's going to cost people a lot of money in the spring if they don't do something with this. Yeah, well, it's like when you run a race car on alcohol, you got to pickle it before. Yeah. Otherwise, and it, it's almost the same thing. And then these people that run E85, I mean, that's even worse. Yeah. You know what this all boils down to, quite frankly, and I know you don't like to get political. Mr. Weber, well, because it's a car show. It's a, it's a, well, it's all our government sucks. Yes, and, uh, well, I agree with you. You know, doing and this corn crap I, and all of this stuff, it's not benefiting a damn soul, certainly not getting any jobs. And, you know, everybody should start rebelling, as far as I'm concerned. You know, on gasoline, the economy, on the on well, Florida, Florida did. Florida has that law. I think it starts... January one, no, eth- uh, no ethanol-free gas is is prohibited in the state. The ethanol gas. Ethanol gas. Ethanol gas. Yeah. The ethanol so you gas. have to run unleaded uh, without, yeah, any without any ethanol. There's several states that have done that. Florida's just the most recent Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but I guess they can override it in certain counties. I don't know what where this is all going to shake out, but it's all over the country. Is Not a, just us. It's just a, a would, lot of would people. would anybody override it? That stuff's not worth it. Miami. Now. Well, they're a bunch of screwheads. They're as nutty <laughs> as California. So, But th- that's the kind of place they will. Tampa, Miami. If, if Georgia did it, it would be here. They, the metro Atlanta counties. I guarantee you, Fulton yeah. County for, and City of Atlanta for sure would not go along with it. I tell you, one person that would would go along with that. Yes. <laughs> when we were when we were on this tour, the Glidden tour in Chattanooga, there were gas stations all over Tennessee. Every place we went with ethanol-free gas. And there's a couple in Georgia just over the border from Tennessee. Well, there's yeah, there's there's a there's several websites that have have this stuff. There's 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 two two or three in Marietta. And what's it, what's it costing? About twenty cents more. Twenty cents. <laughs> well, you know, you can't. You, it is what it is. You're, yeah. you know. I'm tired of being blackmailed by <laughs> this damn government. 
Okay. Now, let's get back. I just back. loves them all. <laughs> I just loves <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Would you quit spitting those damn watermelon seeds? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so, let's so talk that, about that, that you really need to do something with the gas. My, I've started with the car, cars that I have with shutoff valves, um, which is three of them. Oh, and every time I stop now, I'll, I'll turn the, let them run out of gas. So the carburetor stays empty. I put them in the garage. But um, you have electric fuel pumps too. To, to no, well, not not the T and the A. Oh no, those two uh, you wouldn't have no. electric fuel pumps. You no, just, it's gravity feed. I yeah. just open the valve up and it goes. Yeah. The Cadillac has one, but the um, TD has one, obviously. Yeah, and and I I'm sure we talked about or I mentioned about the Thunderbird had to have that send the fuel pump off because it, yeah. the ethanol had just deteriorated the Thunderbird. Yeah. To where it wouldn't even run. The fuel pump had no pressure. Very, if it had any, it was just the diaphragm. Yeah. Everybody should take their expense of running ethanol, and send the idiot in the White House a bill. Every time you have to have it repaired, send them the damn bill. Or deduct it from your IRS responsibility. Yeah, sure, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to work with your health care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guys. you get to keep the same mechanic uh, yeah. and go to the same auto shop you've been going to. Don't laugh. That's coming. Uh, it is. But anyway, so the other thing, so you really need to do something with that. It, a lot of things people don't think about if you're going to put a car away and not use it for the winter. Um, get a couple, go to Home Depot and get a couple ant traps and put put them under the hood put them in the glove bo- put them in the anywhere just buy the box and stick them around inside your car because ants will be looking for any place now to go well how about mice and mice and ra- and, and 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 mice bait and, and all of that kind of stuff i know a lot of guys body wise will put a coat of wax on their car but they won't buff it off mm-hmm. they'll let it sit all winter um with the heavy coat of wax on it, and then they'll just buff it off in the spring. Yeah. It's a little more difficult. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it hardens. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little more. The, difficult the other thing do. is uh, buy a battery tender. Yeah, and and I I'm not going. You know, we have nothing to do with battery tender, but I I've had different ones throughout the years, and and I'll tell you what, the battery tender, battery tenders. <laughs> Are the ones to get the brand? Are you the, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you talking, is it a solar? No, no. no you no. plug them in, and they're they're really good, and they that they have an LED on it that'll tell you that you haven't got it hooked up right. They'll tell you it'll tell you if it's charging. It'll tell you if it's fully charged, and they're they're milliamp Holy chargers. Holy moly! What was that? I don't know. What are you talking You're about? You're seeing things. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so let's go back. Can I have one of your pills? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna drive a mean, she's ten feet tall. <laughs> but anyway, are you smoking the bananas this morning? Or a rough night last night, Tim? No, it was a good night. I walked the dog and everything. And I'll tell you what, you and the dog. I had. An incredible slice of apple pie and an incredible slice of pecan pie last night. Both. 
And that's why I had to go out and walk the dog. <laughs> walk that calories off. So anyway, we're going back to battery tenders for a minute. Yes. But I, if I were you guys, I would, I would, I would stick with the battery tender brand. I, the ones I've gotten from other places, the, the second name begins with Roebuck, and and the other one, the second name begins with Mart, and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd go to Napa or someplace to get your No, get a battery tender. tender. They, Amazon. They, they, Amazon. Uh, well, oh, you can Amazon. buy them online, too. I, yeah. I, I bought uh, on eBay six brand new ones for the – for. you ended up getting two for one. Um, but the real battery tenders are the, the things I would recommend. Yeah. And, and, um, and the other thing – ever or do you ever use uh, the solar – that I've tried it, but you know, when you're in your garage, there's very little sunshine. Yeah, in the and then the winter in it's the north, the roof that you get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put your battery on the roof. Well, you turn a light on to save the, you know, and you charge it that way. Okay. Uh, but anyway, can I, can I no, go back I to battery have. tenders? No, for I, I never have. I, I I never have. But uh, but stay with the battery tender brand. I I in, in all the experiences, I you know. I'm sure the other ones are okay, but I've gone through a lot of those other cheap ones, and now when they croak, I get the the battery tender ones. We're going to take a break for Mr. J.C. Taylor. We'll be back with batteries and tars and Earl and all that stuff right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is Michael Gannett with the Middle East Research Center Limited, bringing you insight to Israel, the truth about the greatness of the Jewish state and its struggle for sovereignty and security every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Pretty weird, huh? And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We're talking about uh, winterizing. You know, we've never brought up, to my knowledge, I don't remember anyway, when we've been talking about winterizing, obviously uh, someone rich and famous like Mr. Ronaldo has all of his cars garaged. But some of us poor folks garage them under a tarp. Don't want to uh, use a tarp. Well, uh, you, you want to use a nice car cover. Nice car, yeah, cover. car cover. Yeah. But anyway, so 
what other what additional like would you jack it up and uh, yeah and take the tires if, off and or not take or them just, off or at least get them off the, just yeah. get it off the ground so especially yeah. if you have bias ply tires now do you you don't do that in your garage though, no right? because I drive all the cars oh, okay and he lives in in Georgia so I mean, and you know they we can use them year round um, so. I mean, the Model T is a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but... Well, it's kind of hard. The heater doesn't work very yeah. well. So, but, uh, so what, are, what else would you do to the car that sits outside? Well, put it, like I said, jack it up, put a good car cover on it, and let's talk about antifreeze. You definitely got to make sure that outside the antifreeze is right. I, I can tell even when I go from outside and open the, go to the external garage, there's probably 10 degrees difference inside that garage than there there is, you know, maybe even five. I've never bothered to check, but it, you can you feel it's noticeably warmer in the garage. Here in the south, it's not a big issue. Very seldom do we ever get to zero. Yes. Very, very, very seldom. And what people don't understand, I there's there's several kinds of of antifreeze that are out there. There's the old green stuff. Ethylene glycol. And if you use a 50-50 mix of the old green stuff, you're going to have, it'll be protected to minus 34 degrees. Then there's propylene, which is Sierra, all of this stuff. If you put... 50-50 mix in your car. If I remember right, it's 24 below zero. And But that's the slush starting point. That's where it starts to slush up. That's not its freezing point. It starts to slush up at that point. So you figure, how cold would a 50-50... How cold would it have to be before a 50-50 mix of old green stuff would turn into an ice... I mean, it'd have to be awfully damn cold, and I think you'd be worried a little more about yourself than your car. Yeah, I'd want a thermosiphon heater if, if that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but anyway. Could you get a little further back from the mic there, Joe? Oh, uh, you so guys. We, we don't want to hear you anyway, so. <laughs> He's killing me. Boy. He's t- Give him one of your pills when you're seeing stuff. Okay. Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, and then there's. The best real antifreeze you can buy, but it's exceedingly expensive, and and that's the, the Evans non-aqueous propylene glycol. That's race car stuff. It's about $40 a gallon, and you'd use it 100%. So you're, you're looking at a, a lot of money, but that by far is the best stuff. Now, with all the newer cars, you have all of these different kinds of... of uh, Antifreezes. I Hyundai I know still uses green. Toyota has a blue that uses blue. GM Dexcool is is a yellowy orangey color, kind of weird. Uh, they all have their own stuff. If whatever vehicle you are storing uh, has some of this antifreeze stuff in, stay with what the factory stuff is. Don't mix it. All right, let's talk about you're saying storing, but okay. So yeah, but if you're in a, if you're in a cold climate and you want to drive it, what are you going to leave the same stuff in and drive it? Yeah, oh, 50, yeah, yeah, fifty, yeah, fifty I mean, percent. Yeah, oh sure, it won't. That the there's a couple things you need to know about antifreeze. 
the high until it gets to 70%, then it starts going the other way. Whatever you do with antifreeze that you buy at Walmart or wherever Napa or wherever you get it, you have to mix it with water. It doesn't work without water. Propylene glycol, standard propylene glycol, standard green stuff does not work without water. Some of the aftermarket or some of the manufacturer-specific products, uh, they'll tell you no water at all, no no water. So you have to read what it says. But anyway, if if you put this, uh, uh, if you're going to drive the car, it really doesn't matter. But the higher the percentage, the less heat dissipation that you have. Pro, uh, antifreezes do not conduct heat well. So the higher percentage, the hotter the car is going to run. Here in the southeast, I've recommended for, for years, most people, 30%. It brings it down to about 10 below zero, where the slush point is, and it still conducts heat. Now, a lot of these other people, a lot of people believe in this water, wetter stuff, and there's, oh, you go in there, there's more snake oil things sitting in the, in, in, in the, on the, this stuff. It works, but it only works with 100% water. Read what the little bottle tells you. If you if you added water wetter, and it's, what, $12 a bottle, something like that, 12 15 bucks, uh, and you put it in 50, 50%, it's only going to drop it 2 degrees. Now, that's a lot of money, 2 degrees. <laughs> 15 bucks for 2 degrees doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it doesn't do anything for your your antifreeze protection. Uh, the other thing it does is it has a a uh, um, a an antifreeze has is is a corrosion inhibitor, mm-hmm. and also any it 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 keeps the seals in good condition and any kind of bearings that might be living in there too. In the old days, of course, we used to use uh, water pump lubricant. Yep. When you had packing. Yep. Packing in the bear, and they, like the Model A has that stupid little wrench you carry. When it starts dribbling a little, you get this wrench and tighten it up till it stops. Oh, and in the old days, they used to recommend distilled water with the antifreeze. Distilled water be, because of the uh, uh, the higher metallic content of regular groundwater uh, is very corrosive. In the yeah. ba- and the in the co- and the cooling system is a battery. And and the other thing is a lot of engines are aluminum today. Or you've got an aluminum head and a cast iron block on some of them. So you and brass and everything else. So you have a battery. <clears throat> exactly. Two dissimilar metals suspended in acid. So you have a battery. So I, w- I would use fifty. I would I would use it. You know, between thirty and fifty percent, depending upon where you live. Now, Jim, does your antifreeze say used with water? I I've, I have looked all over in my Johnny Walker Red, and I don't see any place that it says used uh, with water. I, my antifreeze is pure. It's, it's straight, and it never slushes. And it never slushes. <laughs> well, never slushes. you do, but the, <laughs> the antifreeze doesn't. Ooh, that thing just dropped again. <laughs> yeah. But so there's a, you I'll know, explain it to you later. That That's one of the things that you really need to you consider. You got a spider over there? I thought I did, but it might also be one of those black things in my left eyeball. That it came a out floater, of the, A floater. <laughs> came out of the Starbucks cup. Was that what yeah. it was? Yeah. You know, you gotta quit giving me those pills. <laughs> yeah. you, you, that explains you, you when you take. Go those. ask Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Should we change the time on this show to like uh, <laughs> six a.m.? <laughs> I, you know, Please. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let me say one other thing about battery tender. 
there is a little red light on the battery tender that tells you if your battery is no good anymore and won't take a charge. Because I ran into that the other day on, on one of mine and ended up going to one of the big box stores and buying a new battery. Yeah. So, and the other thing is if you're going to store your car outside with a car cover on it in the winter, I would take the battery inside and take it out of the car and take it in. And the we other could. thing to consider is mothballs. Yeah. Yeah, and that might be our that, student car. That might be the... But that mothballs, especially if you've got a wool broadcloth yeah. interior. Yeah, the old, mm-hmm. old wool stuff. Okay. Can you hold for about five minutes and then we'll All right. get to you right after our break? We're, we're going to back. Yeah. We're going to have a little call in. We'll have a little call in. Well, wonderful. You know, I, I think I could tell over the phone that she's a, a redhead. Okay. I believe. <laughs> I'm not sure. And how would well, that be? And this is to talk about the car, the Buick and the Great Race. Yes. Yeah, we have yeah. another student calling in. <clears throat> Good. From the uh, by, uh, by the way, another interesting thing. You know, everybody or not everybody, but you read and hear about a lot of people out of work and they don't have jobs. I've talked to a couple of dealers in the last week. They're looking for techs. Nobody wants to do it anymore. I know. They're, they're looking for techs. And and UTI's got some great training programs, and it's just it's amazing because a lot of the stuff today is just plug it in. Yes, it's not and, like before. And it's unit repair. You just pull a transmission. You don't take it apart. Yeah. No. You pull the engine. You don't take it apart. No, you send it off. Yeah. You get a new one. Yep. And and. These guys, to, can you imagine that? How much fun that would be instead of pulling cylinder heads and. Not well, that. I always liked that. Did you? I always liked heavy line. Well, <laughs> I like I I always like doing engines and transmissions. But I'm allergic to cast iron, so I can't go near cast iron, and that's that's a problem with the British cars. So oh. it is, it is. And you have a problem with that, huh? I'm allergic to cast iron. Yeah. Well, you said you had a cast iron gut, and that's, that's a, no maybe that's what stainless steel. Stainless steel. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, more of the slush fun. Huh? Oh, here we go. Now let's go back to winterizing. Yeah, um, but you do that kind of stuff, and that's that's pretty much going to get you through. Jack, the big thing is jack the tire up, insect and rodent proof your car, uh, and don't forget even stick something in the tailpipe. Yes, a potato. <laughs> yeah, but something, you know, put something up the tailpipe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm not talking about Richard Gere. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, boy, this show. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyhow, uh, and get the four tires off the ground. Check your antifreeze stuff. Put a coat of wax on. Put a good car cover on, and you should be fine. You, you know, but it does take some time time to, to do it, uh, to get them all ready. I've... I know I did all my cars. I anti-freezed all of my cars. The other, even that takes a couple of days to go through and yeah. drain the old stuff out and what's left in there. And check and, them. Well, you know, and you recycle the antifreeze. You don't pour it down the drain. Or you can the, if propylene glycol. Can you? Yes, it's well. not. It, that's that's a, a that's a, a uh, okay. environmentally safe. That's why I always. Use, that's all I use is the Sierra okay. or uh, Preston Lotox. 
You know what's interesting is uh, what, what we used to do years ago, and which was not is not uh, appropriate today. But uh, you know, you you had the had the gauge with the balls in it. Yes. And, uh, oh yeah. You'd, yeah. you'd empty, you'd drain it out, and then you'd fill it up with uh, uh, antifreeze, and then you'd go back in and cap it off with water. Yes. And check it and make sure uh, it was whatever. I still well, have one of those things. Okay. I use it all the time. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, you're listening to America's Web Radio, the classic car show, and then we're going to come back with the lady mechanic, the lady rest, uh, restoration. Restoration person. We'll be back right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. The Business Builders Seminar Series presents cutting-edge business services and products in an academic setting to top executives and business owners. Business Builders features a pool of best practice solution providers to educate, enlighten, and implement solutions. The seminars create more effective and efficient management skills while vastly improving business profitability and success. Business Builders has grown from the initial seminar of about 50 guests to an ongoing program attracting over 100 top executives for each topic. For more information, visit businessbuildersteam.org. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you making last month the biggest month ever of People going to our website, over 52,000 people went to our website, and we do appreciate it. And it looks like it's going to be even bigger this uh, year, and it's or this month. Uh, and it's probably all due to the great race. And we have a young lady on <laughs> from uh, Pennsylvania, Dana. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm going to turn you over to the, uh, these are old experts, so they're just sort of, well, no, we won't go there anyway. Steve and Jim, and they're going to talk to you about uh, how you've restored old things. Yeah. Hi, Dana. This is Jim Hi. And, and Steve, and uh, Steve's the old guy here. Yeah, hey. she's met me a couple times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you when when you guys hosted? Uh, we had something at the school. Uh, we did the tour up there in, in Williamsport. Yeah. Yeah. We had all the old cars, and I just just met you at Hershey again. Mm-hmm. When you came down, was that your first time at Hershey? 
Uh, no, I went last year, and uh, last year was ridiculous. I couldn't believe. Everybody was telling me how big it was, and then I showed up, and I was just blown away. I've never been to anything like that. Yeah, it's it's really something, isn't it? Uh, I, I've told people over and over, they can't. if you've never been, you can't believe the size of that thing. You just can't, can't believe the size of that thing. Well, anyway, what did you think of the rain this year? Uh, it, you know, if it wasn't raining, it would have been a lot better, and I was so mad that I didn't go Saturday, because Saturday I woke up, you know, sun is shining, birds are singing, and I couldn't go Saturday. Wow. Oh, you didn't get to go to the car show? Uh, no, I didn't. I went last year. Oh. Okay. Well, Dana, tell us what uh, you're doing with the Buick, because I understand there's certain areas of expertise that you're having you each one of your groups work on. Um, well, right now I'm more I'm more into like the bodywork and paint, which we haven't gotten into yet. They're doing uh, they just pulled the engine this week, and they got the crankshaft out and all that. So we've got a team working on the engine rebuild. And later I'll be working on body and paint. Um, I'm I'm not very mechanically oriented. I'm just learning that stuff. So I'm trying to uh, kind of follow along with the engine rebuild and slowly pick up some things here and there. Good, good. Now, is this your first year? Uh, this is my second. Your second. Okay. And what did you cover your first year when you were up there? Uh, we did a lot. We had uh, we had uh, different different body panels you know each of us worked on like little random projects here and there um and everybody everybody has a different background some people have never touched body filler before and some people have rebuilt engines before so it's a lot of figuring out uh what people already know and reteaching them make sure they know the right way so you know we relearn how to how to mix different bondo and all that we had our first paint class um, some people were spraying for the first time, you know, blocking primer, spraying, clear, buffing, all that. Uh, we did patch panels, metal work. Um, we had a welding class. That was my first time welding. And we did MIG, TIG, oxyacetylene, um, running beads, vertical, horizontal, overhead, all that. Wow. I, I got to yeah, ask. They, they yeah. a lot. How did you get involved in that? Or how did you? That was well, my question. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I think it's a good enough. question because it's very unusual for for girls to not, you know, to even get into this. Yeah. This part of the car, but to even more unusual to get into the restoration stuff. So, sort of want to hear your stories. I think it. I think it's kind of interesting to a lot of people. Um, well, I was up in a tech school for high school in Massachusetts, and um, we had we had the exploratory where you pick your shop. You know, we had electrical, plumbing, electronics, machining, everything. And the last one I went through was auto body, and I didn't know what I wanted. And I went through it, and we were airbrushing and pinstriping and all that. And I was real fascinated with it, so I went home and I told my mom. I was like, Mom, you know. I think I want to do auto body. I want to paint cars. And she's like, we, you know, you got to do more than paint cars. You know, you got to do metal work and sanding and all that. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can do that. So I just started doing it, and I was just real into it. I, I thought I would just have to, like, you know, put up with the metal fab and stuff. But I love welding. I love metal fab. Um, I can sit there and block a car all day and not complain. You know, it's just. It's something that comes pretty easily to me. And then uh, when I was about ready to get out of high school, 
so, no, it was my junior year. Um, they were trying to do job placement for everybody, and they told me that there was this custom shop that was looking for a kid. So I went over there, and um, it ended up being a restoration shop, and I, you know, I didn't even know what a restoration shop was, really. I didn't, I didn't realize it was a field before I was thrown into it. And I started working there, and I just thought, you know, this is so much better than working on Honda Civics all day, or, you know. <laughs> you know like, it's, it's just, it's so different. Oh. You know, every car is unique, every car is a story. It's, it's a lot better for me. Yeah, and it's history, too. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, let, let me uh, give you a name, and, and you might want to Google this. It's Faye Butler, and he has a class. He's a metal former. And yeah, my uh, my teacher was telling me about that last yeah. year, actually. Yeah. Um, he's up in Massachusetts, apparently. I've never yes. really heard of him or anything. Well, he's incredible, and it's like a two-week class. And if you get a chance, just Google it. Google his name, and uh, he does have some videos, and he's, he's done some great articles in Antique Automobile Magazine, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, you sound very enthused about metalwork, and that is a lost art. Be, be, oh, yeah, today, I, I don't know anybody that can do it, really. Right, right. And uh, the other thing is oxyacetylene. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> Except Steve and me, <laughs> David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old guys know about yeah. that stuff. So. The old guys know about that stuff. Well, anyway, so they got the engine out of the Buick. Mm-hmm. Are you on an, Are you on any of those teams, or are you you? I remember at Hershey, you guys all had teams you were assigned to. Are you just strictly paint and body? I mean, it's it's difficult because nobody's strictly anything. We we did pick one person to be in charge of everything to be the leader, but everyone's bouncing around. It's always a team effort. Um, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of background at all with engines. But I'll, when I see them doing it, I'll go over there, I'll ask them what I'm doing, you know, if I can help anyway, let me clean some parts off for you. And, you know, they, they'll teach me because a couple of them know engines really well, and they'll teach me what they're doing and everything like that. And it's it's always really team-oriented. So everybody bounces around, everybody helps, you know, when especially, you know, when we were pulling the engine, it's, oh, everybody go over and, you know, they're pulling the engine, everybody look, you know. Everyone gets real interested, so. Good, good. Now, when you were going through that exercise, did you pull the fenders off besides pulling the hood and the grill out and the radiator? Nope. The fenders, um, they ended up not being that in the way, so okay. they pulled it They pulled it out that way. Good. All right. And what did the engine look like? Was it filthy inside and full of sludge? Um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, it was a little bit better than... Some of us had anticipated a little bit worse than some of us anticipated. Um, you know, as they're pulling it apart, they realize that some of it's actually in really good shape and some of it's in not so good shape. But we have a parts car, too, that has an engine, and that turns over and everything. So they're doing the rebuild with that. Um, we're still we're still bouncing around a couple ideas if we want to... Uh, if we want to make both, en- the, the goal is to have both engines running so we can have a spare engine. Good. But um, the the engine we had in the Buick did run, and we were driving around the parking lot and all that. So that's the main one we're going to focus on. We already know it's good. Didn't uh, the young man last week say that uh, one of them had a cracked head? Or 
I, yeah, I think so. I think they actually yeah. both do. Um, one of the one that has now, I know, I know it has a crack in it. I'm not sure how big it is, but I think it's real small. Uh, they were talking about whether it was going to be rewelded, and I think they talked to um, somebody who's who's worked on a lot of Buick. Doug, he said Doug it's remember actually, him? Do you remember him, Doug Seabold, with the cowboy hat on from Hershey? Yes, yeah, that may have been who said somebody gave us the advice that we're actually better off. Um, doing a repair instead of instead of rewelding it there's a way to just do a minor repair on it to make sure it's good because I guess if we reweld it it's it's a lot more likely to fail well that's interesting uh, yeah yeah so, I'm, I'm not entirely sure all the details but that's what I heard okay do the guys give you a hard time being the only are you the only girl in the program uh, I'm the only girl in my year there's two girls in the year below me and uh no, I mean, nobody gives me a hard time or anything like that. I can that. imagine. I've met you. Long. I know nobody's going to give you a yeah. hard time. <laughs> All you got to do is light the oxyacetylene. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not like that. We all get along really good. We go and eat lunch together and all that. We hang out outside of school. Good. Well, good. that that's great. Do they, yeah. So you're. It's a, how many total kids are in this, this, this program, the, like the, the two- and the four-year program? Um, I'm not sure. In the two-year program right now, I, I think there's about nine of us. And the year below us, there's there's a lot more. There's got to be 15 or so of them, I think. Um, and it's it's all the two-year program, but if you want, it can turn into a four-year bachelor in uh, automotive management. But I don't think I don't think too many of us are going towards the four-year. So uh, last week when we were talking to the young man, he was talking about the route that you would take and how you all are going to be trading off driving and so forth. Are are you gonna? Are they gonna let a girl drive? Well, I'm not old enough to drive, actually. Oh, I'm only nineteen, so I'm gonna be. Well, that's right. He said twenty-one. I think. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, twenty-one is the driver. Are you gonna navigate then? Yes, I am. I'm probably going to navigate. Um, my, I actually, my hometown is Lowell, Massachusetts, and that's the first stop in the Great Race. So I'm probably going to be right before, right after that. Wow. That's neat. And have you ever been out to the baseball park there where the Red Sox farm team is? Yeah, yep. Okay. All right, good. So anyway... So you don't you you're you don't know exactly uh, how much more you're going to have to do to get this car roadworthy. You guys haven't decided. See, the guy last week was saying you're, they're going to repaint the whole thing and redo the interior and all that stuff now to make it look yeah, really sharp. That's what we want to do. Uh, originally, we were going to run it unrestored, and now we're going to run it. Uh, we're I think we're going to repaint it. Um, we weren't going to before because we were not, we weren't sure if time would allow it. But everything, time's always a factor, and we're in such a rush with this. You know, we only have a few months to get it together, so we got to get we got to focus on the really important things. You know, roadworthiness and reliability. But I'm I've been you know pretty pretty much the whole time saying we got to repaint it, we got to repaint it because that's my thing. So. Uh, I think they decided we should repaint it and, you know, get it looking really nice, especially to promote our program, Restoration. We want to we wanna show a car that looks shiny and pretty and as well as can go from Maine to Florida. Good. That's, 
that's a great approach. Yeah. Uh, this now this class that you're in on the great race. How how much, how familiar are you with it? It's called what class are you? There there is is a student class, right? Yeah, it's it's called the X Cup, and I'm not X-Cup. sure of all the stipulations on it, but um, it's for it's for younger kids to get them involved, and um, we're versing. We're going. We're in a separate class, so we're not trying to be first out of all hundred competitors or whatever. We just need to be first throughout our class of you know kids from high school, college, whomever. With that, we're going to have to take a quick break. Can you stay with us, Dana? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll be back right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hello, I'm Steve Gross. I'm the host of The Gross Reality, and we're a show that every week talks about ways to run your business better, ways to uh, improve technology that you're using to make more profits and keep your costs down. We're always looking out for you and looking out for ways to make your business more successful. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you every Wednesday afternoon on The Gross Reality. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we've got a young lady from Pennsylvania that's going to be a part of the great race. Dana is on the line with us. And, Dana, I wanted to ask you a quick question because this is a topic that uh, Steve and I have been talking about since uh, we started the show, and, and we let Jim talk about it as well. But, we're very concerned about the fact that uh, not many young folks like yourself are getting into the classic car hobby or industry or restoration. What you know, obviously, you've said that you've had an interest in it for for quite some time. What do you think? What's what's it going to take to get kids to give up the thumb action on the couch and get involved <laughs> with uh, doing something with classic cars? Um, it, it's hard, you know, because most people that I know that are into it, it's either because, you know, their dad or their grandfather or whatever had a 1940-something whatever, and, you know, they got to work on it in the garage. So when you have that childhood experience of, you know, getting your hands dirty, pulling a car apart and working on it, you know, it's impossible not to get into it, but just... I think it's just the exposure. You know, you gotta you gotta figure out a way to get kids to realize how much fun it is to actually do this kind of stuff. Um, pick up a spray gun, pick up a welder, pick up a hammer, you know, and and start working on it. But especially with restoration, not every kid has a classic car in their garage that they can go to after school. They all have video games that they can go to after school, but. You know, they don't have, they don't always get the opportunity to work on this stuff or even realize uh, that there's plenty of people all over the place that want them to work on their cars, you know? So, uh, 
do you and and I'm sure you're seeing it as a career when you uh, graduate. What um, mm-hmm. is there is there is the school itself going after recruiting kids? Um, I think they they do a real good job. Actually, the, the great race um, we're looking at it as a big promotion for the school's program. You know, we're still a really new program. I'm going to be the first graduating class. It's only two years old. For, as far as the restoration major, um, and it's it's a lot of we're trying to get people to understand, you know, this is what we do at our school, this is what we learn, you know, it's here, it's available for people who who have always been interested in this stuff but never thought there was a way to just learn it, you know. Like, I, I always assumed that, you know, until I got my job at a restoration shop, I didn't even realize it was a real field that I could go into, and it's tough to get into when you don't get opportunities like that. So the school's here. It's available for anybody across the United States, you know. i, I got to ask one more question, then I'm going to turn it back over to the experts. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, right now, I drive a 2001 Dodge Stratus. Um, it gets me to Pennsylvania and back. It's, it's pretty reliable, but... Uh, eventually, I'm trying to get a project car to start restoring. I really want to get, uh, like, a 50s Volkswagen Beetle, and, you know, I got a lot of ideas for that. I have, I, I need a project car, but for right now, my car gets me here and there. <laughs> That's great. You, you know, and I admire you for saying Volkswagen Beetle because uh, <laughs> I, I'm dating myself, but I had one of those new, so... <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was a neat car, and I enjoyed it immensely, and it got, hey, me, got me to college. Hitler gave that to you, didn't he? Uh, no, 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 no. It was after the war. Oh. It was after the war. So <laughs> the, the guys pick on me a little bit. <laughs> um, um, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, you know, like I say, it, it's very unique, and I think it's really cool to find a, a girl that's involved in this. What do you see as your job opportunities when you when you graduate from from uh, Penn State up there? Uh, well, there's there's a couple of places like museums and stuff uh, that are looking to hire some people, but I don't really think I want to get into that as much. I, I'd like to go to a place where I could do a lot of you know custom work, metal fab, painting, and graphics and stuff. Um, I'd love to be able to still restore cars. I'm also thinking about, you know, maybe working on motorcycles and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty up in the air. I'm trying to keep all my options open, but I'd love to go somewhere and be able to, you know, pick up a spray gun every day because that's, that's how I got into it. That's what I really like. So you like the paint stuff. Uh, the other thing that, you know, uh, that that's really getting to be hard to find, and and, and I know you guys, I, I talked to, what's his name, Mr. Klinger? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, about um, is upholstery stuff for old cars. Cause you know, restoring the interiors. Boy, is that getting to be harder and harder. And he said they eventually want to get a program in in up there to do some of the interior stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking about over Christmas break we have coming up. I was going to try to get an internship at an upholstery shop because that's just one more thing. I really want to have under my belt as far as, yeah, I, I kind of know how to dabble with that. Um, they, if, if they could get it at the school, that would be amazing. Uh, no, I don't know anybody that knows how to do upholstery. Um, and when I worked at my last place, we had our stuff sent out to New York. You know, there's not a whole lot of local places to do it. 
So there isn't. Have you ever been up to, just for fun, up in Melvin Village in New Hampshire? Uh, nope, never been there. And you know that you know that's that antique car community near Lake Winnipesaukee where all of those people have some, some. Uh, they all have antique cars and 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 I mean big antique car, a lot of stuff. And and you and and when if if you live in that town, you have to be an antique car person. And there's all kinds of restoration stuff in shops. So. When you get oh, I definitely your, have to make a trip over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Melvin Village in in uh, near Lake Winnipesaukee. When you go up there, if you decide to to go up there, like say when you have your break between Christmas, uh, give me a call. You have my somebody up there. I know I gave gave my card to a couple people, and I'll put you in contact with a couple guys, and they can maybe help you out and show you around and and steer oh, that would you be awesome. steer steer you in the right direction. As to to uh, possible places to look at, especially if you're going to stay in the New England area, because these guys have been in this a long time. All right. <laughs> but if you decide you want to do that, I'll, I, I have a couple of really good friends that live up there that that uh, in Meredith, New Hampshire. Yeah, and no, that would be awesome. <laughs> and you're not far. If you're Lowell, you're not far from Meredith at all. No, I'm actually I bounce between Lowell and Manchester, New Hampshire, all the time. So that's right. That's right along there. Yeah, and and uh, maybe we can you can meet some of the other people that are involved in this. Yet the other thing that we need from everybody when you go back and talk to the other kids about not because I know we're running out of time is we need to 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 be aware of and one of our jobs here is going to be to try to help you with this great race project. So if you are in need of X or something, if anybody has the uh, a shop manual for a 1932 Buick model, what was it, 25? Uh, 50. 50, okay. If, uh, or the service bulletins for this. We need to know that we can put it out. Uh, we can we can get the word out for you what we're looking for or what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and 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 try to make it the search a little easier. Because I I can guarantee you the more we do this, and the more we get your name out, the more support you're going to get from people in the the uh, the car hobby. Because everybody I've talked to just thinks this whole deal is great. What you kids are doing, what you guys are doing. Uh, well, right now, I mean, we have we have a Facebook page, and it's uh, facebook.com slash pcgreatrace, because, you know, anybody that supports us, the least we can do is keep them updated on what we're doing. So we're going to start posting a ton of pictures up there, let everybody know. And the other thing is we can send you guys a bunch of pictures if you want to post them up on your website. Well, you'll have to talk updated. to David about that. I don't know how that I, – I, <laughs> I can't do Facebook. I'm lucky I can work a push-button telephone. So. But uh, we're definitely we're gonna we're gonna try to get a couple more things up, uh, more ways people can contact us. And yeah, that's important. What we're doing. Yep, that's, that's great. That's all. That's all in the works. We're brainstorming a few ideas. Yeah, that's really important. And as soon as you guys get that stuff up, somebody needs to let us know so we can we can pass the the get the information out because I think you have a like I told who was it Joe the call last week? Yeah. Yeah, like I told him the nuts and bolts part. To me, yeah, that's important. But I, I think like, and like I told you guys at Hershey, I think you guys have the opportunity to 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 really change 
and have a big impact on this hobby, getting more young people involved and understanding what it's all about and the fun and the the companionship and the history of what you guys are doing. To me, that's much more important than nuts and bolts and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> but So you guys have got a big responsibility, but anything that we can do to help you uh, with your project, be sure you let us know. Keep us have have somebody keep us posted, and by all means, have them talk to uh, um, Dave at the radio station because he's the main contact person. Yep, no, we definitely will. We wanna we wanna keep everybody updated, everybody in the loop. Uh, anybody who's willing to support us, we appreciate it so much. We had no idea when we started this how many people would be so interested in what we're doing. You know, we just thought it was a little class project, and everybody thinks it's amazing. So. Oh, it's wonderful, and in fact, you have been fabulous this morning. Yeah. You, you've been a real inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, today, most youngsters, as I, and forgive me for calling you a youngster. Youngsters. <laughs> but <laughs> they're not interested you in little whippersnapper. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate, we all do. Uh, it's just keep us informed, and, and we want to talk to somebody as often as possible for updates. And, all right. No, definitely uh, will. Okay, great. Any David, do you have anything for Dana? I uh, know we're going to have to do what we do at the end of the show. We're going to have to put a plug in the jug and move on down the street. Okay. Thanks, Dana. Thank Dana. you. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You too. Thanks.